All right, welcome back to another great episode of Dan on Top. I'm your host, Dan Lukowitz, and wow, today do we have an incredible honor and pleasure. I'm actually very proud to say that this guest is not only a fellow broker and a colleague, but he's become a friend. I mean, I've been, I actually read his book to get into the industry, as I'm sure tons of people have, and it's been really a pleasure getting to know him. So without further ado, I want to introduce to the world on the Dan on Top show, Alan Fruitman. Alan, how you doing? Dan, good to see you. I'm uh, honored to be on your show. Hey, it's it's a pleasure. I'm so happy that you can be here. We've got a lot to talk about. In fact, there's so much for us to talk about that we don't have an agenda officially because we're just going to go from topic to topic and jam-pack as much information as possible. Before we get into those technical uh, topics that we're going to discuss, I want to know a little bit about you personally, and I want you to express that to the world. So please tell our viewers, who is Alan Fruitman? Wow, that's a big question. I know. Um, well, I'm a dad. Let's start there. I have a, a 24-year-old daughter, a 20-year-old son. My daughter lives in New York City. My son is a junior at Indiana University in the Kelly School of Business. I'm a, a, a husband, a father, and somebody who helps a lot of people purchase a lot of triple net property on top of that. Awesome. Love it. That sounds like a great combination, and I can for sure relate in a lot of regards. So let's talk about what's going on in the world right now. I mean, you and I were chatting a little bit briefly, actually quite a bit. I think we were on the phone for 45 minutes yesterday, which just is a testament to how much alike we think and how much there is to really discuss and bounce off of each other. We've had a wacky few years in this industry. We don't really, no one really knows where things are headed, but I want you to talk to us a little bit about some of these current events that we're facing, potential changes in interest rate. Yeah, obviously, it looks like the 1031 is quiet for now, but things like the capital gains tax changes that potentially could be disruptive to our industry and the economy in a whole. Where do you see things going and what do you make of all this? Well, I don't know exactly where things are going, but whatever happens will probably happen fast. <laughs> we went from a really robust market to COVID two years ago or a year and a half ago and went from fast to really slow. And now it's really fast again. As you mentioned, capital gain tax, um, interest rate rising, perhaps. And there's a lot of people with a lot of money. And I'm not sure what comes next, but it'll probably surprise us and come faster and more robust than we imagine. Yeah, it's definitely one of those things where it's hard to like sit back and relax. It's almost like I feel like I have to have my you know arms on the chair ready to spring into action because like you said, whatever is going to happen, it's going to happen quickly and it'll probably take a lot of people by surprise, which is another reason why you need a great advisor. And I think it's it's important for us to point out that Alan and I do something that's very similar. We're both net lease brokerages. We both have a team of people. And we both are advising our clients in the exact same asset class. But here we are on a show adding value to each other and to the viewers because Alan and I work together. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Alan is, if I'm not mistaken, a 100% buy side broker. Every transaction Alan does, he represents the buy side. I am a massively dominating uh, uh, listing side. In terms of my business, the majority of my business is list side. That's why I have people on my team that do a lot of buy side. But Alan and I interact and, and you know our brokerage teams do deals together because we both do something different. 
So I'm very curious, Alan, what got you into buy side rep exclusively? When you get your real estate license in the class, and that was 1993 for me, a long time ago, the first thing they taught you was work with the seller because when you list, when you work with the seller, you control two, two transactions. You get the sale and then you get the purchase. And that's what they teach you in real estate school. And my philosophy shortly thereafter was swim upstream when everyone else is swimming downstream meaning working with seller and then working with the buyer i realize there's a whole asset class or, or segment of the market that's completely neglected and the buyers didn't have an advocate somebody that really represented them and only them in the transaction so i figured i'll let the mass of the brokers work with the sellers and there's people that are really good at it like you and, and others in your company and others elsewhere in the industry. And there was just a hole in the market where very, very few, you can count on one hand how many people focused just on buyers in the net lease segment. And I took that path and it's been great. I work deeply with clients. I represent them and only them and I get to work with people like you in a non-adversarial way where we complement each other, where I need you and you need me, which makes it very easy to get along with everybody in the industry. Yeah, no doubt about it. That's very well said. That that uh, complementary aspect of, of our relationship is very important. And also, I mean, I, listen, I this is awesome for me to be in the host chair. You wrote the book on Triple Net. When I got into the industry, and you actually motivated, there it is, there it is. There it is. That book motivated me and Zach Racinger to make a course. Because why? Because when I got in the industry, I went to my mentors. I said, hey, I'll read anything about triple net that exists. And they said to me, there's nothing. And I said, well, I, I, I looked on, on, I think it was Amazon. I found this one book, and then I saw an email from this guy, Alan Fruitman. That's the author of the book. They're like, oh, yeah, Alan's awesome. He wrote the book. And I was like, okay, I'll get it. Got the book. The book was amazing. And then I was like, well, okay, what's the next book I read? And they're like, there is no other book. And I'm like, wait, there's no other book for our industry? And they're like, really? There's no other book? And to me, it was like mind-blowing. And it actually motivated me from that moment. I never told you this, Alan, but to sit down and start building a curriculum for a training course because there really wasn't anything other than your you know, magnum opus of triple net, if you will. I'm flattered. I'm flattered. I wrote the book at first to help my clients and give a tool. A lot of clients ask me for a resource. What can I read to prepare myself for what comes next? And I had no resource for them. And I wrote the book for them, but it became bigger. And a lot of the people, the professionals in the industry give it to their new hires when they start in the industry and don't know anything, a lot of my quote competitors or other um, industry professionals use my book as their training manual, which is great for me because when I call other brokers and they know who I am before they before I call, and I, I know pretty much everybody by now of 29 years of doing this, but it's I think it's a lot easier for me to make calls to work with other brokers because they know 
number one, that I only work with buyers and there's no, there's no struggle. There's no concern that after closing, I go after their seller, which never happens. Um, but the other brokers know that I'm a professional. They know through my book that I have a lot of content and knowledge that I'm not afraid to share with the industry. So it's been wonderful for me and I think a lot of others too. That's awesome. And for the record, your book is required reading for the Lukowitz Group for every one of our new hires and for obvious reasons. That's really cool. So on that Thank vein, you. I know you mentioned that you initially made the book for your clients to help you know teach them, so to speak. Can you share right now on, on our show the, your top three pieces of advice to commercial real estate investors today? Hmm, good question. Number one would be focus on quality. There seems to be two different camps for investors. Some investors focus on cap rate and how much money do I make and how do I squeeze an incremental gain of cap rate or income. And other investors focus on quality, the quality of the tenant, the quality of the location, the quality or structure of the lease. And I really believe the number one most important thing is to chase quality over return. Now, I understand return is important. We all want the highest return we can get. But if you have to chase one and focus on one more than the other, not ignoring the other, but focus on one, it's chasing quality. So that would be my first thought. Number two, find a broker you like and you trust. Uh, it could be me, it could be you, it could be somebody else in the industry. The people who work with multiple brokers end up with an inferior result. Um, that would be number two. Hmm. Well said. And number three, be patient, 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 patient until you find the right property and then hurry, hurry, hurry. Because there, it, there's incredible demand for the properties. You don't want to proceed with the wrong property and then have to back out because it wastes a lot of time and money and energy. So wait, wait, wait until you find the right one. And then once you find it, hurry, hurry, hurry to lock it up. Love it. Those are great pieces of advice. So just to recap, number one was quality, right, is very important. And it really is. I often look at people that are saying, hey, Dan, can you give me something that's like 10 basis points better on the cap rate? Or I only buy something if it's a seven and a half cap deal. And then I bring them something that's like a 740. And, ah, no, 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 I won't do that. And I say, well, is the hair on the deal or the challenges or whatever in this other deal worth the 10 basis points? And the answer is almost always no, it's not. So I love that. And then working with someone you, you know and trust is so important. That was the first part of your, I think your second answer was someone you know and trust. If you have the, the, the knowledge, then you like them and you trust them, then that's a foundation of your relationship. You said something very interesting that I actually never thought about, but it resonated so strongly when you said it that the investors that work with multiple brokers, they end up having inferior results, and it's totally true. If I'm working with a client and I'm crushing it for them, and then I find out that they're also working with other brokers, subconsciously I'm just kind of thinking, well, what did I do wrong, or, or what, what can't I do? What am I not able, what haven't I provided? And why do you not want me to continue to do even better with for you on all those other things? I'm the best, keep using me. So it does yield inferior results, I think, because it sends the wrong message. And then I love what you said before, wait, 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 wait. Find it, hurry, hurry, hurry. It's so true. It is so true. That is awesome. Those are some really great pieces of advice. I really appreciate that. So, Alan, listen, we've got maybe four minutes left on the show. I want to turn the tables. Do you have any questions for me, Dan on top? 
Well, number one, I admire that you have put together this podcast and you're not new at it. You, you are one of the most established podcasters in the industry. So I admire what you do. What question do I have for you? I didn't prepare myself for that. I knew you wouldn't. Maybe I'll, uh, I'll flip it to you and ask, what do you see coming in the marketplace and what comes next? Oh, such a, that's a, that is a hard question, but I got to answer it. So what do I think about what's going on in the marketplace? What do I see coming next? I see, like you said, a lot of potential volatility. I think that U.S. real estate is still irreplaceable. The United States is still an incredible country. And the future of, I think, anyone's investment success should be based in part or largely on real estate holdings. I love triple net. I think that it's solid. It's secure. It's stable. It's, it's, uh, we're in a time right now where we're shutting off borders, right? And we're raising freight prices. So, you know, things are going to be built and, 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 and produced and designed more and more in our country. Therefore, the, the corporations that guarantee these leases are probably going to get stronger. And I just believe that there's going to be more of a demand for this type of asset moving forward. Now, there's some other variables that are quite concerning, right? You've got things like the tax reform. You've got things like you know capital gains taxes changing. Uh, interest rates are huge. You and I have talked about this. If interest rates go up significantly, we're going to see a uh, jolting effect on the market. I will tell people that you know most of my real estate investing success in history has been during down markets. Those are actually my favorite markets to be a real estate investor. Um, you know, I've sold off a lot of stuff thinking that it, it probably wasn't the top, but this is great. I've done well. And I'm just waiting to buy it back for pennies on the dollar. So don't get discouraged. Don't think that if rates go up, if there's a correction, if capital gains taxes change, that we're going to be out of a job or not be able to help people. It couldn't be further from the truth. You just have to pivot. And I think that's been a buzzword of the last two years, and it's helped me tremendously. So in terms of what's coming down the pike in the future, it's going to be volatility at some point. It's going to be a necessity to pivot, but it's also going to be an opportunity for us to work together even stronger to reposition assets. I love retail repositioning right now. I think the industrial space is already on fire, but this is just the beginning. And I think that this adaptive reuse and, and these collaborative developments are super exciting and enticing. I think we'll see a lot more mixed use coming, you know, in the future because of certain government programs that make it, uh, and, you know, uh, in, they incentivize uh, taking residential and making it commercial as well with lending options like CPACE that's available. Um, I think that there is tremendous opportunity for people that are out there that have noticed that corporations don't have your back. They just don't. And Commercial real estate investing and brokerage is an opportunity to create your own financial destiny, to build jobs, to help people, and to have fun. You know, every state pretty much in the nation this year and last year set a record for the number of new corporations opened because people understand that this country gives us an opportunity to build something, to work together, and to, to create. So I just I challenge everybody watching to keep your eye on the prize. There's going to be volatility. There's going to be fear in the marketplace for a while. And like you and I talked about, Fear is a driver of market inefficiency. So if you stay to, stick to your principles, like you said, Alan, if you're patient, 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 you stick to it. Even when there's fear, everybody else is sky's falling, selling, buying. Then boom, that opportunity comes in. Hurry, hurry, hurry. I love that. Alan, the music is on. This has been so much fun. I am flattered that you're on the show, man. And I just want to say thank you for teaching me so much over these years. Pleasure. The pleasure is mine. And I uh, wish you in your podcast only continued success. Amen. Well, well, hey, I'm Dan Lukowitz. This has been another great episode of the Dan on Top Show. If there's anything we can do, reach out, hit that like button, subscribe, follow, share it with people. 
and we definitely look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks, Alan. Thank you. All the best, everybody.